You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Boss Hog of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 211 of the Centralized Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here today, joined by co-host Jesse Riddle, uh, producer Zach Burcham, and our featured guest is going to be going to Mr. Dare is Mr. Darren Jacobs. Hello. Jesse, do you want to uh, <laughs> play Dakota's role and explain to us what we're going to be talking about? Uh we have an itinerary, a plan. Do I go over the first bullet points here, huh? I mean, I know you listen to every episode. We're going to so do, it's just, it's just do what Dakota does. We're going to do an introduction. <laughs> it's a Patreon. <laughs> it's a Patreon. Thank you. And then what happens? Uh, then we're going to do land uh, land use with Darren Jacobs. I've never felt so, felt so professional in my life. And then what happens? And then we're doing sports, which who knows and who cares. And then finally. Final thoughts. Final thoughts, which might include some John McAfee talk. Which literally just says Tuesday next week. So that's my reminder to myself. (laughs) If you're a patron, by the way, you get premium access to this. It's dropped in the Facebook group in advance. And if you're a patron and you don't want to be on Facebook, we can make accommodations to have it sent directly to you through the Patreon software as well. Although nobody's ever asked. I have heard, and this is just a rumor, that uh, we've got a news pirate in the Patreon which is probably worth its weight in gold. You could probably get. I mean, as long as as long as it's something the pirate is interested in okay. and has access to, it is plausible that uh, that things could work out for you. People need to. But if you want to know more about it, you do need to join that Patreon. Yeah, you need to add to the booty, right? I think that's what it's called. We did a whole segment on what turned out to be <laughs> big, it, big Brother. What is it called? <laughs> Cameras. No, like with pirates. Yeah, the booty, right? Pirate booty. Yeah, yeah. pirate booty. Guys All I can think of is the Tim Wilson song. Zach's walked away to not be able to help us. He's he's panicking over. He's something. going to zoom into your he's, face. He's run away. <laughs> he's doing he's doing big work, trying to be uh, trying to be Mr. Producer Guy. We do have to thank our uh, our top patrons. Uh, I believe that these are the folks that are fifty dollars or more a month. Uh, Christy Avery, the legendary Christy Avery, up in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, we love Christy. I know she's had a rough day today. She described it in great detail in uh, in another venue. So uh, hoping for the best for Christy. I think she's had a lot of dental work done lately. Uh, but uh, she's going to have a good smile when it's over, Jesse. Nice. John Phillips, Andy Moore Buick, GMC. He's uh, he's a, an American hero. I think he's going to sell my brother a car at some point, so that'll be cool. I just talked to your brother. I got to spend a lot of time with uh, with John here in the last couple weekends uh, hanging out uh, around the pool. John was like the uh, the every wedding you're a part of, Darren, it's like there's one guy that's like a groomsman but isn't really a groomsman. He's like the utility player that does all this extra stuff. Okay. He was that guy for Danny. He was the right-hand man. He did all the extra work. So John's awesome. Anthony Meyer, uh, big fan of our Rural King. He's uh, he's uh, He's been giving me trouble in the Patreon all week because apparently I don't like the right, right kind of trucks. He's a Kenworth man. And I said there's nothing wrong with Peterbilt, and he was very upset over it. So, And then, of course, we got to thank uh, Fiddler's Green, Chris Lamb, and the, uh, the Fiddler's Green uh, cigar operation. Uh, I believe that they've got some uh, they've got some cool events coming up that uh, – 
we want to continue to support. Uh, Zach, are there some things to buy in the online shop? Uh, yep, got the T chip stores. Um, BHOL, T chip.com, BHOL, one, two, three, and four. I'm going to post a link tree that Jesse was so nice as to create in the chat. Um, but that's your t shirts, sweatshirts, merch, mugs. Um, I think that they still have like the net gators up there. You still got to have one on the airplanes. Yeah. So you know, grab those while they last. Those will be like a relic. You can show your kids <laughs> and your grandkids in 30 years. And they're like, what is this? Um, so check that out. Like I said, the links in the chat now. Have you guys thrown away your masks yet? They're no. still hanging by the door. You're a good Democrat. You won't throw it away until uh, the last possible yeah, minute. They're right? still hanging there. I still carry them. They're still in the car. They're still in my do bag. You still, do you still yell at people? No, no we, that's good. We, we quit wearing them, but uh, that's good. Yeah. you don't wear them anywhere. Not unless I have to. Let's I usually if you're going in some place, maybe new or especially over at Indy, if you're in that area. Well, it says masks encouraged at most yeah. places right now. I'm trying to think of the last place that I actually needed to wear a mask. It's been it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was back in the office today and a couple people had masks on. I'm assuming because they're not vaccinated. Most people did not. <clears throat> I still, I mean, I still see like elderly people with masks on. Yeah, that's what I see mostly. So, yeah, I guess there's some immunocompromised folks, but anyway, that's not the, that's not where we're trying to that's go what at we've all. We talked about. I didn't want to get. Forever. I didn't want to get down on this. I wanted to. I wanted to get some of the opinion of the recently retired Darren wow, Jacobs. I wish I was retired. <laughs> <laughs> Transitioned out of. Yeah. Uh, the former zoning administrator for Henry County, Indiana, Darren Jacobs is here. Also, the uh, the retired uh, town council president. Yeah, you've taken a, uh, a private sector or a different sector job, uh, and now you're uh, so now you can comment and, and paint uh, paint the picture for us, looking backwards a little bit on some of your experiences in the old roles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a transition. It's it's interesting to see when, when you've been in um, a position where you've dealt with the public so much or been so public facing. Now to step back, and it's kind of not in my nature to step back from these type of things. I see, saw, see I saw that you recently showed up at the meeting anyway, unpaid, uh, just well, out of. I was actually there for my new job. Okay, which we, we won't go into. Right. But, well, we don't need to. We don't need to run you out of another gig. <laughs> <laughs> You're always going to be comrade Jacobs. But I no ended up. What. But I ended up involved in that conversation a lot uh, at the meeting. Yeah. So. Uh, you want me to paint the picture? Or you want to? Yeah. So I, I will just a ten thousand foot view. This got my attention. And recently, our friends at the Courier Times ran an article, uh, and it said essentially that there's a sixteen acre parcel just east of State Road Three, the major north south thoroughfare through our community, or through our entire county, uh, very much on the south edge of where the town of Spiceland is, kind of the southeast side in Spiceland Township in Henry County. And there was an attempt to go from agricultural zoning to general business, and it was turned down by a vote of five to four. And that got my attention because I, you know, we, obviously we've, we all have our own opinions on, on land use, and we've had this ongoing conversation for the last three years on the show. Uh, but I wanted to bring Darren in to explain how that process works. How did that happen? And if you think that, you know, if you can kind of paint, fill, fill the picture in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Even though this is a local issue, as you guys have talked about, this this would most likely apply just about anywhere in the, in the country that has zoning. So I think it's a good kind of case study of, of what we've seen and what we're going to continue to see. So as you said, I mean, this was this is a parcel. So to, to back it up, uh, I was involved in the conversations with this uh, with this property before I left my position positions. So both with the town and with the 
Right. This uh, was this was this is a perfect example for the stuff that you, you have gotten involved in because you were the town council president right. and the town was looking at potentially right. picking this property up into the town. The, the gentleman who owned the property um, uh, came to me actually has come to me probably came to me more than a year ago uh, with conversations. This is something that he had purchased uh, from a local individual. He purchased this property probably more than a decade ago. Um, it's in his uh, in a self directed IRA. Um, and, but he's had conversations about, you know, would like to get it rezoned, thinks that there's some value there. Um, and in that area, so to paint a picture in that area that we're discussing, so as Jeremiah said, this is on a, is on a state road, um, around this property, there is, um, across the street from it, a, uh, a, a Casey's general store gas station, there's a Dollar General now. There is a carpet furniture store. There is another property that is zoned general business, and there's a trucking company, all basically within eyesight across the road. On the same side is a car lot that, that actually spans a pretty long distance. Um, there is a property that's zoned general business. Uh, there's a church, and there's even an, a, a telephone exchange, all with on the same side. So this property has been used for business. And so when, we, when when I'm talking about general business, we're mostly that zoning would be for retail, like inside retail. So think um think a dollar general or think a strip mall or something like that. Could be a strip mall, could be a, a um not a, not industry commercial right. stuff. Not making stuff, selling stuff. So whether right. that's food or whether that's a product and all internal is our general zoning. And I didn't get to watch the entire two and a half hours, but I will say that Henry County has now gotten some of these public meetings online. So your 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 commentary was available to listen to there. And I, I saw that you said that you can't operate a flea market under general business. You have to be something that's somewhat attractive. It's not going to be just a... Yeah. And so, I mean, going back, this, this gentleman, he was interested in, in rezoning this. And this property, as the town council president had scared me for a long time because of it's such a large property. It's right on our border. It was not under our jurisdiction, though. And so we were in a situation where the town could potentially see something go in there that, that we would be concerned with or maybe we wouldn't want there. Um, uh, a couple of years back, we, we placed along State Road 3 an overlay district so that the town could have some additional um, say in what gets built and how things get built. Um, so the overlay district, uh, has more to do with the aesthetics, um, type of building material, landscaping, setbacks, access roads, some of that, that type of stuff. Was this, did this happen during the annex to, uh, 70? So that, that was, uh, 70 was earlier. So this was after. Oh, so this was more recent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, this was around. So you guys like. Would that a bit, was it an annex, annexation? It's a really hard word for some reason. Is that what you mean when you put an overlay? Like you guys? Well, the annexation is separate. So an overlay is the annexation made at the town. Yeah, the annexation made at the town. Uh, When I say an overlay district, think we have zoning. So here's minimum standards, and we put on top of it even higher standards. So within a geographic region here, not only um, so. This is where you say you got to have a certain number of parking spaces. You've right. got to have or it has nice to be, stone it can't materials, just be, yeah, or no pole signs. Got to be brick on the outside or something to that effect. Um, so the town was trying to can't paint make, anything yellow because that'd be wrong. You know, yeah. it was trying to make that the corridor 
look better because of the apartments we'd had, the Casey's came in. So that's the reason why the Dollar General looks the way it does. So the town went through a lot of effort to try to make sure that that along that State Road 3 corridor that we, we had good businesses and that the businesses looked nice. So this parcel being just on the other side of the town, a large parcel, this gentleman wanted to rezone it, had worried me for a while that something could go in there and we wouldn't have much say in it. Um, so when he approached uh, my office about rezoning it and was also interested in annexing it, um, that was a good opportunity or, or for, for requesting to be annexed into town. Uh, it was a good opportunity for us to get involved. So the town went forward with trying to annex this parcel in. Um, that's not completed, but it's almost complete. It should have already been completed, but there was a little snafu. Um, so this parcel will probably end up being in the town of Spiceland. But right now, um, as you alluded to, the, the, the rezone failed before that happened. So it, as a, from uh, some understanding for me, Spiceland doesn't do their own zoning. So regardless, the, a bot, the body that would make the rezone approval would be the planning commission. Well, so again, and I know this is the way it is in Indiana. I don't know everywhere else, but, uh, our planning commission is, is called an, it's an advisory planning commission. So they make they they are the hearing body. They're the ones that are tasked with uh, enforcing the code, make sure the code. And if you need to change something or get it rezoned, you go before them. They hold the public hearing. They're supposed to be the experts. And then they will vote to make a recommendation to whoever the executive body is. So in Henry County, um, if you're in the unincorporated parts of the county, that would be the commissioner commissioners. Um if you're in Spiceland, which we essentially contract with the county to have the planning commission be our planning body, when they make a recommendation, they would make it to Spiceland if it's in the corporate limits. Right. Same, same thing with Louisville so, or Moreland. Or, so what potentially could happen is that the planning commission said, we don't want to do this. And the commissioners could say, yeah, we agree. We're not going to do this. And then this individual could apply again, go to the planning commission, planning commission could say no. And then it ends up with the town council because it's now been annexed into the town and the town could decide to approve it. Yeah, that's uh, potentially, um, I think the issue that they would bump up against right now is that, um, so that there's not successive so that somebody isn't coming back every month trying to beat you down. There is a requirement that you have to wait a year and let to reapply unless you, um, unless you make a substantial change to it. Um, so if it if it becomes annexed in within the next month or two and he comes back with some major change of how maybe well i mean frankly he could ask to rezone it to something else so rather than uh, general business maybe he wants to do local business highway, or highway business, business or resi- yeah, yeah, something like that residential or even industrial um so he he could potentially make that request again it would go before the planning commission and then the, the town board would get to hear that instead of the commissioners so help me understand the the logic of the planning commission in saying, Hey, we're not going to do this. Is it that they're listening to a few neighbors that say that I don't want to do this because I don't want to look at change. I want to have a cornfield next to me. Or is it that they, they have another view in, in sight that they want to have. I know I, I actually, after this happened, I went back and looked at the, um, our comprehensive plan, the county's comprehensive plan. And to my eye, the map that's put in there, which is very generic, it shows that as at prime agricultural land more than business than it was for business. Are they, did they base it on that or what's the, no, what's I, the consensus? I, it was a five to four vote. So it was yeah, very close. 
I would, and Spison had also done a comprehensive plan. So, I mean, and to me, that got down even more nitty-gritty in that area. And you're right. The future land use map that's in the comprehensive plan is, is, is more of a – it's a guide. I mean, it's not drawn it's, with hard lines. It's not a zoning map. I mean, it's meant to be kind of here is the general idea of what we want here. Uh, when you have – in this situation with like zoning around it, um, it, it's kind of unusual that it, that it wouldn't have passed – with very similar zoning around it. Um, I think on that night, um, the issue became, uh, we did have, um, around this property, and, and again, it butts right up to a major highway and a lot of other businesses. There were maybe half a dozen homes that were in the general area, most of which were what I'll call behind or to the east of the property. Um, and most of those individuals showed up. So you had a situation where you had four or five households who came and spoke in opposition to this. Um, and on that night, uh, I guess their arguments seemed to weigh on enough of the plan commission members that they uh, didn't want to, to recommend the rezone. Um, I mean, the arguments were that, the same arguments though, that they've heard with, with everything else. So it's, it's <clears throat> the argument is I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see well, it. I, I like the way things are traffic, now. noise, light. I mean, yeah. that's always the big thing. Property values being, which, I mean, that. I think if you built something there that was commercial, your box, Spiceland would be boxing itself in. And you don't, like, it wouldn't make sense for what's already there. Like, you already have commercial mostly in that area. Obviously, like, directly west of that, there is obviously commercial property, like, a block away, right? But if you put, like, another larger commercial enterprise there, like it, the, it's going to be different. Like it's you're boxing yourself in for what could be there that I think would that would mimic more closely to what we see here in Newcastle, right? Like where you have a strip of like resident, like regular commercial property, not re, like but like small business. Because you're like if you could put a strip mall still in that area, that's going to provide uh, at least. A, again, I'm not like supporting central planning. I'm just saying like. As a person who lived there, I would not also not want, ideally, a business there because I think there's more potential to do more retail and uh, entertainment and stuff like that. Like, like entertainment, I mean, like restaurants stuff. Well, that could be right. Re- it could be. Yeah, I mean that 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 general no, business it, currently. For that. No, I know. I'm I'm talking about leave. It still is general business. Or was he trying to read? No, he, he was, was trying, trying to, to go from it. agricultural to general business. From oh. ag- to general business. Okay, I thought it was already general business because there's already general business right there. No, yeah. no, and, right and that was one of the arguments around. that was brought up was that there were other general business parcels that thought, hadn't been sold. I no, he, he was, was trying going, to go from ag. So this is a 16 acre yep. field that is boxed in by it is boxed in by uh, businesses and a handful of homes. Yep. I mean, it actually makes less sense for this to be ag than really anything else, right? Like, um, residential makes sense. General business makes sense. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, especially where it's located. I mean, the argument that was being made that night was that you know this is a rural area. Well, I mean, these folks were all within sight of a state road and multiple other general or multiple other businesses, and so it's tough to make that argument that this is that's, that they're rural. That's always my challenge: is that you have, and I don't know the situation for these five or six landowners that were there, but folks have a have a consistent record of coming into the community saying, I like that I moved to a quiet rural area. I want it to stay just like this. 
and they don't have the expectation that communities are going to change and get larger and businesses will be locating here. This seems to be the struggle that we've, we've been talking about for the duration of this program. And it's a fallacy, I would argue, for these people, unfortunately. Uh, and we've seen this before with the asphalt plant years ago, right? You're directly off of a state road. Like you already have a lot of road noise. Right. So, and what do you think's going to happen? And not only are you right off a of state road, you're literally not even a mile or barely a mile of that or just over from an interstate. From an interstate. Right. <laughs> like this is the prime property of what's going to grow. And I just don't understand the logic and the, in the thinking, I guess. Like well, that's coming. And from. the other thing is that people want those amenities. I mean, we, we continue to hear that and that's, all that we hear. Bring me an we, Olive Garden. Yes. I, I want a Fazoli's, you know. <laughs> Where's uh, my Outback if, Steakhouse? If, yeah. if they want Fazoli's, we're going to go to their houses and drag them out. <laughs> I see it. It, it. it was requested in the, uh, in the county comprehensive plan. It's oh obvious that we yeah. need a Chick-fil-A. I was that, complaining it, on go. the way here to myself in my head that we don't have a Jimmy John's because I was like, I'm so hungry. I would love to order just a Jimmy John's sandwich right before the show and I can't do it. But people want those shopping. They want those retail. They want those restaurant amenities. But not in my backyard. Not in my backyard. And, and, and the problem is that wherever those are located, they're in someone else's backyard. So it's okay to, to harm. If, if, if I'm saying I don't want that in my backyard because you're going to hurt my property values, but I'm more than happy to drive to someone else's area where their property values are supposedly being hurt by, by that store being there. From the liberty side, I always look at it and say, well, it's not your land, right? I we I feel like we almost use the force of government to tell landowners that they can't do something. So this guy owns 16.9 acres or whatever it is in an area that would make a lot of sense to be able to be developed. And we are using the force of government from four or five individual landowners to use a committee to say, no, that has to remain agricultural forever. I don't own it, but I look at it and I, I guess I w- were there comments shared by the five who voted against this saying, here's why we think that it's appropriate for us to vote no, or is it just a blank no? How does this go down? In a meeting? Uh, no, there, I mean, I don't, there's nothing I can think of that night that was specifically brought up. Uh, yeah. But you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, the, the, to me, and it, it goes even beyond that. So it's not just those individuals. What you see, and, and, and now I can, I can trash on zoning a little bit since I don't get paid to, to do it, right? Um, is that it's used, um, zoning has been used uh, to to hurt uh, uh, communities of color for years. I mean, that was one of the first. So so zoning, as, as we know it, is, you know, about 120 years old. So this is a relatively new thing. And, and really around here, we're talking only since after World War II. And so some of the first areas where zoning really took off were the suburbs. And I know you guys have probably heard of redlining, where, 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 where people of color were, were literally zoned out of communities. And, and, and even to today, you still hear it. And I've even said it. When people have come and, and said, um, hey, I want to do something here. I want to do something there. And, and someone will inevitably say, well, uh, you probably don't want to do it there because those people are rather affluent and they're going to, you know, they're going to raise heck and they're going to spend money or they've got the resources to prevent your development from going in here. So that developer is either going to have to move it to somewhere else where 
people can't fight it. So now you're you're in the situation where um, you're perpetuating these, an issue, right? You, you are forcing something that I don't want to live with, but I'm going to put it over here into a community that is maybe is less affluent, that has less the ability to fight it. Um, and then also th- those same areas um, prevent, and we don't see it so much here, but a lot of more urban communities deal with uh, apartments and and um, lower income housing where communities fight that. And so we have housing issues where, you know, uh, you know, the more affluent people, the people who can afford to, to, to pay for single uh, family housing um, can block anyone else from coming into their community. So it, it has been used as a weapon. I mean, it's, it's been used to, um, to a lot of times to marginalize communities. uh, And, and it's unfortunate that it's, it's used that way. I was going to say, so, so do we just eliminate zoning? The hell with it. Wild well, West, well, you do I what mean, you want to do. I mean, honestly, I mean, th- there are other ways. There are other ways that you can accomplish the same goals. Um, the, Pol- the, the pollution use- controls and stuff like that would be. <laughs> no, no. There, there's 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 form based uh, zoning, which has more to do with instead of regulating use, because what we've done is we've decided, and again, this is all so new. This is this is this is a new experiment. Which includes the suburbs and and automotive um, transportation as being our main way of getting around. You know, people have been building civilizations for thousands and thousands of years. We've been building cities for thousands and thousands of years, and for some reason, we came along seventy years ago and said, "Oh, we guess we were doing it wrong the whole time." So let's start over, and so we're going to put all of the businesses over on this side of town. We're going to put all of the homes on this side of the town, and we're going to make you drive to them. We're going to put all the industry and where everybody works on this side of the town. And so now everything is car oriented. People don't have the ability to walk. You no longer have those businesses and neighborhoods. You lose entrepreneurship because who can run a small business? You've got to, you've got to be in the business district now. Yeah. Um, I was, so I was going to say that would be one of my, I was going to ask, I guess real quick, going back to that property is um, for general business, could like a, a small office building going. I guess it would, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Our our general business, and again, every community is going to be different. But our general business covers again. It's 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 mainly, it's just if you're not making something. So if it it could be a it could be a um, uh, an Edward Jones. Sure. You right. know, or, or, we need a fourth or fifth Edward Jones in this town. <laughs> well, I'm just curious. I I guess my point, right, is that what I also get. Why did we bring that into town? We already have two of those, I Darren. Get, I get perturbed. I get perturbed, I guess, a little bit by people pushing away job opportunities. Like it blows in, in rural places where people need them. Like the Henry County's like, uh, what, what is it? Our, what is it? Margin? What is it called? Our, like our margin, uh, the median wage. Thank you, median wage. Thank you. I'm here to help. It is so low, and like, and but Henry County's like, yeah, we don't want anything that's going to potentially bring income to this neighborhood, you know. Well, and it's just so mind blowing. And here's the other argument: is that everyone has bought into this um, this property value, this home value scheme. Since we've started it's, listening to that, it, the property values have damn near doubled. Darren, they might have a point. Greenfield, look at Greenfield. Greenfield's property, <laughs> like they're putting shit everywhere, and their property values are still doubling, if probably faster than that. But but this is it's a new phenomenon again, though. 
I mean, if you go back and look historically, I mean, a home was a utilitarian thing. This is something that you you built, you bought, you expanded you over time. Maybe it was something you had multiple generations living in. Now it. it's how you grow your wealth. It, it, it and that is all, and it, it is all built. It's a pyramid scheme. It's all built. There are so many people who have their fingers in the pie to make sure that homes never lose value. And we we have taught, and again, it's it's new, but to us. To essentially everyone who's alive at this point. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always been. So we can't look past that and say, why should my home be guaranteed to never lose money? Well, the reason why is because you have banks that want that, that have commoditized – maybe I said that right? Is that I right? don't know. I don't know. Sure. I'm not great with words either. Yeah, yeah. Commoditized. <laughs> Bank, uh, banks have an entire industry about depending upon lending money against your house and having value and it being yeah. solvent. Insurance companies. Insurance companies. They need, you have local governments that have to have the property local tax revenue off property of Property tax. You've got well, the real estate. 1% of that $200,000. Real estate brokers, the construction industry, all, all everyone is dependent on this. You don't drive your car off a lot and expect – to pull it in the driveway and then gain value and it gain value. Well, I was going to say houses from name, a, name something else that gains value other than stocks. Well, I was going to say, well, houses, right. To most financial people, houses are liabilities. They're not assets. Like they're not a, what opposite is this an asset? What is the opposite of a liability? An asset. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Like most people, well, I want to say is there's a common discussion that houses are not, Assets or liabilities because people think they're gaining value, but you constantly are putting dumping money into it. So like, there's an argument there too, where I'm like, unless it's actually generating you income, it's not an, uh, it's, it's a liability, right? Like, but people think cause they're gaining value on their property that like, I had this conversation with my friend. He just you're building. I mean, you are building equity in it, and theoretically, you you're taking a risk as a homeowner. Well, you're, but you're, you have you're some taking, expectation that you're, you're hedging it. on the idea that your property is going to go up. Right, or you would not make. But those we have in, continued to tell people that right. your property values even go up. Right. even if your well, this is a, a bit of an off, uh, aside, but even if your house maintains its value and never appreciates, instead of spending that seven hundred dollars a month on rent or whatever average rent would be here, you have a similar mortgage payment, and you might be sending two hundred and fifty dollars a month to the bank, but you are building equity in that house so that when you sell it, if you sell it fifteen years later, you may have. Built up forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in equity that you're going to get back. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just still saying, like from a financial perspective, people will tell you a house is a liability, not an asset. It's pretty common. Uh, it's pretty commonly discussed in the financial worlds as far as saving and stuff. It depends on who you're talking to. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying. That's like, fair. It, I hear it. A I was lot. just sitting here looking around, going, "God, we all lost a county council race one year. Remember that? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering as Jesse's making this great point. I'm thinking. I don't know if it's oh, great. like six years ago. We all said. I was. We all sat at the same table. I'm going. Darren never thought it was going to get this bad for him. He's completely out of government work. <laughs> Look at it. And now he, he's here on the Libertarian <laughs> podcast. I can't even get government work the, anymore with all the other guys hey, he, he lost. A, he gets a trash talk zoning, so I think that's a win. Plus, and he learned a few things we brought so, him over the uh I, I again back to the spiceland thing i think the uh i i think that that was a poor choice that was a poor vote <laughs> it should have it should have gotten zoned into general business um because that area uh it it, it needs to grow right like i would rather go to spiceland than newcastle so i'm a little biased but 
Um, well, that's closer to your homeland. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think there's always conversations like a Taco Bell's going to be in there, and I'm like, please, <laughs> like there be a Taco Bell there because Taco that, John's. We need a Taco John's. The closest one is Lebanon. So here's a question because this kind of came up locally in Newcastle with a similar property that wasn't on the edge of town. It was on the edge of business district to residential district. So if he gets it rezoned. If he wants to build something there, can he just do whatever he wants? Or does that, whatever he wants to do, if there's going to be building, does that have to come back for approval again? Well, it depends. I mean, it's going to depend on the code. I mean, there's certain things in the zoning ordinance, um, like a gas station. In our, again, I'm, I'm talking yeah. about the county, and I'm talking specifically Henry County. <clears throat> there were things that would require coming back again for additional approvals. Um, the other thing is that he still had, so if that had been rezoned to general business, he still would have had to have followed, or or whoever would have built there would have still had to have followed all other requirements. So those issues of um, setbacks and landscaping and things like that that are in place to specifically try to mitigate the traffic, the noise, the the light, all of those things. And on top of that, and the planning commission knew this at the time that. Um, Spison was in the process of getting this annexed in, which has an even higher set of standards that would have been placed on this. So I, I think in this situation, I don't know what else could have been put into place um, to to try to alleviate the fears of those individuals that lived around it. I think one of the bad things, what he had, this gentleman who was trying to rezone it, had going against him was, number one, you ain't from around here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think <laughs> he, he come in here all fancy trying to, which is like a, an 80 year old guy. He was a really nice guy, but he ain't from around here and there wasn't a specific project and there and, wasn't and, trust because I think yeah. that was one of the other, uh, I don't know, testimoniers or as we're making up words, we'll, we'll throw that yeah. one in there. One of the other uh, folks that was speaking to the council said, so-and-so built a barn he got it approved. There was no complaint. And then as soon as he got it approved, man, he sold it and something else came in here. We don't like that. Right. So that screwed the next guy. Is there? Well, they said he, the guy owned the property for over a decade. It's not like he's like flipping the property. He's right. It's, Again, it just makes sense. Like from any sort of like business minded person, they're like, of course that should be general business property. I, 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 I think if there had been a, um, a specific, thing if this was going to be an ace hardware right. or or a strip mall it's with a it. chicken and egg situation yeah. though right because it you can't expect a developer to come in and and market it and sell it and say, say i'm going to do this without the guarantee of being able to say to say that you can okay, yeah you can say whatever the hell you want jesse <laughs> I was gonna say, that's i was gonna say especially damn it darren because as much shit as i gave you about the shell building it's the same problem, right? Like it's the kid, the, the chicken, chicken and egg. egg. No, no. I mean, this is what we've ran into, and you know, I've been involved with the EDC over over the last few years, and especially industry. Now, again, we're not talking about industrial here, but I think sure. it would probably transfer to commercial as well. They want certainty. They want to come in. They don't want to mess around with it. Nobody wants to spend money. If, if you're a they developer, want turnkey, they want turnkey yes, properties. You do not want to spend money nope. rolling the dice to see whether or not I can actually even come in and build here. So, I want to be able to walk in and say, "What what are you going to require of me?" Yes, I can do that. The parcel I'll on do. the west side of the road that became the Dollar General was that. Was there a, a concern from the locals of I don't want to have a built business built there? That seemed to go through very quietly. There was some concern on that side. Um, that was something because that's that, even closer to more houses. 
It's literally in the front. It's like in the side yard. Yeah, they're, 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 it's they're, another house. It, it butts up against two, and it's very close to one. Yeah. Um, they, they, um, two things with that. One, it already had a business designation. It had a highway business because it was a former, uh, like a, a small auto lot trailer sales. Yeah. And so it went with, from that to a general business. So we, we were just transferring from one business to another, which I think helped some. Um, but the, the neighbors that were concerned there, mostly it was over drainage. There was a lot of water issues. And that got brought up on this parcel as right. well because this parcel is what contributes to that water problem. Right. And you have a retention pond now. I assume as a yeah. part of the, the overlay requirements, et cetera, that's what got you all your new, your new Spiceland pond. Yeah, they had to follow the, the draining co- drainage code, which this parcel would have had to done as well. I mean those neighbors were complaining about the flooding in this parcel <laughs> – as it sits as an agricultural parcel, or even if it had been a residential parcel, yeah. it wouldn't have gotten fixed. The there's drainage no isn't going to get fixed yeah. until there's a business or something that goes in there that we can require them to Build a put pond, in a pond, a to, pond yeah. to do other things with the drainage. So uh, it's going to continue to just be a muddy well, field. I will give a shout out to whoever is farming it now that if they call my sister, Hannah Davis, she will connect them with a tile plow that will solve almost any drainage <laughs> issue. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, it's interesting. Sorry, I, when I was taking that, I thought we were com- going from general business to commercial. But yeah, I am. No. Aren't you a flip flopper? Well, no, I'm no, I'm, I'm not a flip flopper. I was just highly confused half this conversation. We put it in the show notes. I didn't. I probably it. failed. I literally. I probably told you completely. I, I probably completely failed when I when I introduced it. But, but yeah, I don't know that I gave the, that the Dollar General show. though. Again, going back to that was something that it was a known quantity, and it's something that. People specifically wanted when we did the Spiceland comprehensive plan. They specifically asked for a Dollar General because we wanted some type of retail. Um, they were tired of driving to Walmart. Yeah, so, Dollar General and, is kicking Walmart's ass. So, and we and that's one that's got grocery right yeah. now. The only thing it doesn't have is any kind of like a I, fresh produce or, or, or right. Fruit. And that's the problem. Nice town has right. Like we have a Dollar General, but it's not the one that serves produce. There the used one to be two grocery stores in yeah, Nice Town. There's still fifteen one. years. Ago. They don't have produce. They've never barely had produce. A tomato, a couple tomatoes, and maybe a banana. Like literally one <laughs> banana. <laughs> you can get bananas and apples at the Casey's though. Yeah, and you can get them. You can get them. I guess at like the uh, the Speedway, but you pay a heavy premium per banana. It's the, <laughs> it's like one banana costs them as like the price of two bunches of bananas. But How anyway, much can a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars? It's like a dollar fifty. It's really expensive. Um, so I would love to see Dollar General. I and I don't know what like they the one they built in Carthage, which is in Rush County. Um, it has a produce um, stuff, and which is funny because the pavies there. Yeah, yeah which but is, the roasted chicken place is gone now. So, yeah, uh, there's roasted chicken. I think in Nice Town, but anyway, so there is. Um, but the 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 uh, Casey's gas station. Um, sorry, no, Pavies gas station in Carthage serves. They have produce. So like, I, whoever owns Pavies, like a round of applause for them because they noticed that there's a food desert yeah. and people can't get vegetables. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because we live in an agricultural community. Yeah. So it's like the hypocrisy of our situation. And I, I try to tell people from the city because, like, I go to India all the time. And they're like, well, the, the you know, the inner city people can't get to uh, – they can't get themselves a sandwich or something. I'm like, I have yeah. to drive yep. 30 fucking miles to get a banana. Like, it's <laughs> – do you guys not understand the problem? You don't understand rural problems. I was like – and guess what? We have really low income housing. People don't have cars. They don't have license. 
they can't get to their bananas either. But see, this, <laughs> I mean, this bring it full circle. This is exactly what I was talking about. When, when we have zoned everything so far away and exactly. we have become completely car dependent yeah. to an elderly person now cannot go get uh, a bag of, of potatoes for dinner because without getting in a car and driving 30 miles to Walmart, right. Because we've pushed everything away and we've killed any of the small business. I'd love for Spiceland to go back and have a grocery store downtown, but it's it was impossible for them to compete with Walmart. Right. And and zoning played a part in that. I mean, played a small part in that when you start moving all of these things so far apart and making sure that that we don't mix these two, um, th- then that gives a leg up to somebody who can build that big mega store and it. Yeah. It hurt the smaller businesses. It does. And then that, that's why I do like about Dollar General, right? Like the, 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 whoever owns, runs that is pretty genius because they keep a, like a low, a low footprint, right? They keep a low footprint. A relatively so that, small store. Yeah. So that so you can put around. them right next to neighborhoods and it's not this monstrosity. monstrosity. Do you know who their most famous shopper is? Me. Jimmy, I don't know. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> All right. They have peanuts. They don't even sell peanuts. No, it's the, peanut he guy. lives in a Spiceland type town, and that's the only store in town. He I goes there all the time. Wasn't he the peanut guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't sell peanuts. Anyway, that <laughs> Zach was like remembers when I'm Carter saying. was president. At least the one Zach's I get. <laughs> There's some Billy beer hanging in my parents' basement. <laughs> but yeah, mm, I but just, that's tasty. I, anyways, I'm just saying. I I just wish. I think what Dollar General like. Some people hate Dollar General. Like they're like the Dollar General is the devil, and you're like. Sorry, Bob is going to put a grocery in your little town. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. Those days are over. Well, they put one in my neighborhood. We had a family video. Family video went away. Turned to Dollar General. Does the Dollar General still have a porn section in that store, though? Or is it gone? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's the Dollar General is super nice to have because if you need something quick. Yeah, it's right there. Who doesn't think of going to Walmart and like sigh and yeah. roll your eyes? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a nightmare to go in there. That's like, why I miss the marsh that we had around the corner So I can walk two blocks to the Dollar General and then walk home. I didn't know they put a Dollar General over there. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think they've gone super- into a lot of family dollars. Yeah, for family videos. videos. Yeah. yeah, and like it's it's super handy because like I will pay a premium to not go to Walmart, and I right. don't even have to with them. It's just like it's terrible say, prices. The only thing that Dollar General needs to solve is that none of the managers know how to order product because you run in there and they're fine when they first open, but eventually you'll start getting this like yeah uh, product of whores, like just like everything's like on the the carts that they put in the back rooms, just down every aisle, and you're well, like, I can't and, get to and, anything. And so, and, and not to. <laughs> Not to do this big love fest about Dollar General because they all of these guess. all of these dollar stores the crowning achievement of the Darren yeah. Jacobs here, here, here's Overland. The, you know, you know, here's here's the thing. Yeah, the, the outside he's looks gonna, nice. He's gonna but re, he's gonna respell his name so it's with G, so it's DG. Yeah, yeah. there is a bad side. I mean, I think there's. I mean, any business there's a bad side, right? right. And part of the problem with with any of the dollar stores, I had uh, my sister in law worked at the Family Dollar here, and they their employment level is so small and what yeah. they do they make you a manager just what you said you're yeah. a manager and so now your salary no overtime and but your responsibility now as manager is to clean the bathroom stock the shelves empty the truck and run the cash register all, all at the once. same time yeah you're it's the one terrible. person the one thing i did notice the spice and dollar general has a u-scan like yeah, the one in Wilkinson does. I was like, as thank well. God, because have you ever been into a Do one of these dollar things when there's like six people in Just line? Wait. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, Those are like there are things like you know it's a good stepping ground to be like let's get back to like having a closer shopping experience. But right? at least they have started adding 
I think the groceries and things yeah. into communities and, and they, and they do have some of their models have that fresh produce. So they're trying to fill that niche of that local hometown grocery. store. the IGA that we used to have, right. you know, IGA stuff. And Walmart flirted with this idea, right? So back in the day, uh, when I worked at finish line on the East side of Indianapolis, uh, and you'll, st- in some places in Indy, these things still exist, but you had the smart neighborhood market, Yeah, the neighborhood thing. markets, but they were still a big footprint. They were like one quarter of a Walmart. And you're like, that's still too damn big guys. Like I need you to be able to put these things like out by me. And, um, and most of them have gone out of business, but they, and they would put them in like lower income neighborhoods too, to try to solve problems like that. Uh, cause there's again, Indianapolis does have food deserts. Like I'm not saying they don't, but so do rural communities. Like we have massive food deserts and, um, you know, it's 15 or 20 miles to get something to eat, like something healthy to eat, I should say. And, and the problem with the, the Walmarts, the big box stores are just as you mentioned with Marsh, what happens when it goes out of business? So something like a Dollar General or something that's a smaller one, if it if it if they go out of business, at least that building is something that's manageable that you could see probably turned into even something that could be used local or a local person buy it. Whereas a video store, eventually we have to turn it into a church. Yeah, we, that, we, that's it, the only thing. It either has to become a rural king or a church. That's that's that's, that's what we've solved with. <laughs> I mean, try to think. I mean, what else are you going to do with it other than yeah. maybe put a factory or a yeah, telemarketing? A lot of a lot of old Kmart's have been becoming storage, storage facilities. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I was going to say something. This problem that I'm talking because we right? have consumerism. Go back and listen to Patreon. We just buy shit for no reason at all. Yeah, people do. I don't, but people do. Turn them all into local Amazon warehouses. <laughs> One of the ideas they tried to float for our old marsh was the server farm. Yeah, and that would make it sense. Get done, but there was yeah, just a, here's a big air conditioned room. Yeah. Yep, just throw a bunch of computer servers. We'd never have enough electricity to support it. The uh, so when it, when it comes to the food stuff, and you know maybe we should uh, get Kate on this or something, but I, I think it would be kind of cool. And I'm surprised as nobody's taken this up. Is there's no like vegetable food truck? That oh, just yeah. comes into your city and like every day, you know, you can walk there and get your vegetables and your fruits and breads and like good bread, not just like, like a white mobile bread. farmer's market. Yeah. It's a mobile farmer's market that you schedule in like these neighborhoods. And then that way you, and you just load the truck up and you know that you can get it and you don't have to drive forever to get a couple potatoes and stuff. Cause it's, that's the other thing is like these things are perishables, right? So they don't last super long. And so people are like, what well, you have to drive to these places. Like if yeah, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is people typically in this area will go to Walmart a couple times a month, stock up on really shitty food and not buy the perishables because they don't it just doesn't last. And you have to resort to like frozen food. That's, that's why that's why I have to go to the refrigerator. I, I go to the grocery store every weekend because it's all vegetables, it's right. all yeah. salad and it doesn't last. It doesn't last. Yeah. You, so you, you got to buy the amount that you're going to eat that week. Or and and go back to the store. Yeah, and I, stressful, and isn't it? Yeah, the, but I think the food truck idea. I think I would love to see that concept come to like rural communities at least. I've heard of similar operations being used in urban areas. Like oh, have that. they? Yeah, That'd so cool. I, I think that that's out there. Yeah. Something else that I saw that was neat. Maybe you guys even know about this is uh, Wilkinson. Since now I'm coming through Pendleton and coming down that way to go home. There's a food truck there in, in Wilkinson. Yeah, pizza food truck, yeah. Yeah, and he's got the uh, like the root beer thing, too. Yeah, yeah he, he's... That's the coolest thing, which probably, if this was Henry County, I'd probably be cracking down on this guy. <laughs> the former zoning administrator. He'd be throwing him in prison. I, I, he would be going in zoning jail. He but, didn't get his permission slip. But yeah. to be able to, 
I mean, it goes back to being able to kind of run your business out of your house. So I assume yeah. that's his home. Yeah, yeah, that guy lives there. So uh, he, so he's this. He used to be the guy that was so at Moreland. He would be the root beer guy at Moreland. Okay, yeah. So it's the same guy. Um, uh, family member may or may not have dated that guy for a short minute. But um, how is your brother doing? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so um, that's hilarious. The um, anyways, yeah. So he has that thing, you know. But you know, the the thing is, in Hancock County, they don't teach the German shepherds to smell pizza. So that's the problem. <laughs> they uh, they don't they can't they can't catch them. So are you going to introduce sports? No, introduce me. On I the would sports like desk. to just skip that section. We'll talk about silver dollars or whatever else is down here. Oh, that's more sports. <laughs> silver crown. Uh, so it's me on the sports desk. Breaking news today: uh, Our boy, our friend, friend of the show, Joey Molinaro, had a uh, had an article on BarstoolSports.com today. The Indiana Pacers have brought back Rick Carlisle, uh, who was the uh, Pacers head coach in the early two thousands. Sounds like a race car driver. He uh, he was. He's actually from the same town community as uh, as myself and Brian Nichols in St. Lawrence County, New York. He's from Augensburg uh, or Lisden. And uh, used to play uh, play basketball back in the day against him. He was only always on the rival team up in the North Country, but uh, he was a assistant coach for the Pacers when Larry Bird was here. He was uh, the Pistons head coach for a couple of years. Spent like four years with the Pacers. The last time they were really good, he was the coach, and then he's been in, with the uh, the Dallas Mavericks ever since. I've lost my NBA fandom. I haven't given a damn probably since Rick Carlisle was there. Does this make you guys care about the NBA? I know Jesse's going to have an opinion, but does this make you guys care at all? Does it register? Does the nostalgia kick in? Do you do you give a damn whatsoever? Open floor. Anybody? He's nope. flying solo on this one. This is, this is one of those sports ball questions. Yes. Right? Okay. yes. I don't know. Did you no pick idea. the right people for this? No, I had Dakota booked. <laughs> I was like, and then there was a problem, and I don't know that Zach is going to know or care. No, I know I'll who. Say, I'll I, say no. Um, I have been to a Pacers game. Good seats, local guy who used to have season tickets. And while it's entertaining when you watch the highlights on ESPN, that's when they've taken like 13 games and compressed it down to 46 seconds. When you sit and watch a game, those guys are the most lazy, <laughs> overpaid people. Like they're just standing around half the time. Like my kids hustle better at like kindergarten soccer than those guys do. So no, I don't really care. Okay. Here's here's my here's my hot take that I that I came up with this afternoon when I decided these were going in the show notes and I thought I was going to have uh, less nerds and more jocks joining us tonight. <laughs> I mean, first off, Dakota jocks. I was going to say Dakota's Dakota, Dakota, not a sports ball guy either. He doesn't play sports ball. League. He doesn't care about sports. This ball. was I just feel you. Like, this I was feel you. like it's three against one. This was you being like this. You <laughs> feel the nostalgia. This is Carl. I feel I feel the nostalgia of him coming back, and I, I wanted to pull. This is a general. Can you show me a picture of Rick Carlisle? Right well, now. this is, is the funny thing is that he looks much different than he did the last time we was here. Well, I, Jesse I'm pretty good with talking. Faces. Dakota would just be sitting there blinking. <laughs> like Dakota just has he's like NBA. Which one's that one, Rick? This uh, is so the thing is, is I used to be a, a sports guy when I was growing up. This guy does not. What does he look like on the Pacers? Because that guy does not ring a bell. I, I only that guy should be an Italian mob boss or something. 
This is what the guy I mean, is. Of course, this is great for radio. Oh, that's who this is. This is Rick Guest. Okay, the guy from twenty years ago that I'm sure you have. Rec- you worked at damn finish line, Jesse. You were in the business. Yeah. And when I say the business, I mean the industry. We didn't. Ever, I mean, I, I met one paper yeah. player there, but the. Uh, uh, yeah, he's aged terribly. To let you know, I thought he looked better, but <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, I my point is I don't care. Like I don't care that Rick Carlisle's back, but what is what is the point? Is he like really? What has he been a really good coach? Yeah, he's won an NBA championship. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame. I dropped my show notes. He's probably going to be a Hall of Fame coach. He's coached in the NBA twenty years as a head coach. Now he won a title with Dallas. He's got extensive credibility. You don't make it twenty years in the NBA as a head coach without without being at the t- top end. Cool. What I see is that you've got pedigree. You're bringing back somebody that that like has an identity food. with the community, with the team that actually is going to connect with the fan base. And that's what I was hoping that some of you might remember and care. But maybe it's going to fall dead because I, I really don't give a damn about the NBA anymore. I barely see it on television. I don't watch it. I don't care. But Jeremiah, 25 years ago, knew everybody on that Pacers roster, especially when Larry Bird was there. But what I was thinking was, is this similar to what the Colts have just done by bringing back Frank Reich to be their head coach, where you found a guy or what Indiana university just did bringing in Mike Woodson to be their head basketball coach, where he was a guy that played for Bob Knight 25, 30 years ago. He's got the DNA of the franchise in him where he's, he's one of us coming back to continue, continue in the program. Frank Reich, when he was hired by the Colts played for Marv Levy and the Buffalo bills. He was there when he was brought there by Bill Polian, who, Built the Indianapolis Colts that we know today. He was an assistant coach. He's the one that brought him from Boston or Baltimore. No, he, but he didn't build him. He he was the general manager Logic of the team. Oh, right. He was the general manager of the team <laughs> that put together the Buffalo Bills and went four Super Bowls. Okay. He brought the Colts to two Super Bowls. He drafted Peyton Manning, and then when Frank Reich was getting into coaching, he was Peyton Manning's quarterback coach. So you've got this lineage of somebody that's been around key members of the 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 program for a long period of time. I think you've done the same thing when you bring Frank, when you bring in Rick Carlisle to the Pacers again, or when they were successful in the nineties and the two thousands, making the NBA finals, making it to the Eastern conference finals over and over. He was a guy that was in the building at that time. So you've got the credibility to go back to that. Cause I, Nate Bjorgson and you're just the throwing other guy names there. Out, but I have no <laughs> idea who these fucking right. people are. Nate Bjorgson's the guy that just got fired. I don't know. I think he's making him up. I, I, I guess my thing is like, how much does the coach matter? And this has always been my problem. Like really, how much does the coach matter? Because like LeBron goes someplace and they fucking win. It doesn't matter who's coaching. I could be coaching LeBron's there. We're winning. It doesn't matter. Like, so like once you get a good player, like my problem is like, why don't they hire better fucking basketball players? This guy, this is, this <laughs> like, is the guy that when he won the NBA finals, yeah, he beat LeBron. Right. He beat, he beat he didn't. His, his team, team beat did. Him. I think yeah. there's a certain level where there is. Like, You're never going to get LeBron James in Indiana. Yeah. I don't want LeBron James in Indiana. I'm just issues, saying. When you get a team with like LeBron James, LeBron James is assuming some coaching responsibility right. with that team. And exactly. general managing. And so if you have a, a team that doesn't have that guy, but has a decent ensemble, then I think you do have a coach that matters because they have to manage <laughs> egos, which might be the most challenging thing to do in a professional team is to that's keep the, all, That's keep the most happy. difficult thing to do in any business, right? Like, if, uh, I deal with egos all the time and I'm, I try to, I, I coach stuff in software world and 
I can't stand it. And I'm like, these people just need to be fired. Like, I don't really care. Like quit coming in here with ego. I obviously can't fire LeBron James, but I, I don't know. I just, it's always fun. Cause like, the, and I always find it funny. Like, um, and video games, like you can be the coach, right? Or whatever. Like, can't you be like the coach? You can be the coach. You can be the general manager. Yeah. You can be the player. You can do all <laughs> like, of those jobs. And I'm like, who's doing that? Like, Guys, I got a game night. Can't hang out with you, the boys. We gotta, we gotta play the Pacers, and I gotta make sure that I'm doing the right substitutions. <laughs> <You're> like what? <laughs> it's just funny to me. Anyway, I'm just so I'm I don't w- care. I'm watching obviously. our chat. Some of, some of the ladies in the chat do care. Great. Uh, and you uh, have into the show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what somebody said they sure missed Reggie. That somebody Zach's uh, Zach's adorable mother, uh, and who watches every show. Oh she, my gosh, Jane, Jane's awesome. she's here. Sorry, Zach's mother for swearing. <laughs> <laughs> she won't treat you like my mother will. I don't okay. think she'll complain. Uh, <laughs> my mom's gonna want to wash your mouth out with soap. Yeah, that doesn't work. Continue. <laughs> Reggie Miller said, uh, "I think it's time for the players currently with the Pacers to start looking." themselves in the mirror because they ran off Nate McMillan. There's the name I had, uh, or the, the guy that was he, he uh, final four coach here in Indiana. First year head coach, Nate Bjorkson was gone after one year. So the players have no more excuses. Now they're getting a hall of fame coach to be coming in a guy that's won a championship. And it's time for these players to start looking in the mirror a little bit. So I think that's what it is. is it's, it's managing the personalities and getting them to be accountable. Well, I mean, as a, I would say, yes, as a player, or as an employee, I, I just look at them as like, I guess managers almost, but yes, I need to have trust in you and I need you not to be an asshole before I, otherwise I'm just not going to give you a hundred percent. And that's just it. That's the reality. I'm like, I just don't like you. And I am a little bit vindictive, I guess, but right. you're looking at from the player to coach perspective. And I'm looking at no, it as the face I'm, of the franchise of <clears throat> does it excite the fan base? Do we give a damn? Is it going to make a difference? Yeah. Cause they need to sell tickets. I right. get that. Well, they need to sell tickets. They need to win. Like, I feel like, it's a, like that's the other thing, right? Like you can't just like do hat. Like, well, the, the Pacers have like, historically hey, been, you can't just be like, Hey, we're going to bring Rupert Bonham in there as a candidate <laughs> to try to get a little excitement around here. The Pacers, <laughs> that's not the Pacers have historically been, 14th place team in the NBA. Sure. So they, and they've not had a top five draft pick that the stat came out. They lost the lottery again. You miss the playoffs, you get in the lottery and then you have a chance for the number one pick or one of the high end picks. And they have not had a single digit pick since like 1989 or something. Is that when they got Reggie? Uh, Reggie think, was, uh, he, Reggie didn't start in the Pacers. He was on another team before that. Right? Oh, oh, you know, sports now. I think he, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was, he was drafted by the Pacers. Oh. The uh, Newcastle's. <laughs> I thought I had that one right. No, no. But you, thanks for playing. Newcastle's uh, Steve Alford was yeah. available, and the Pacers instead drafted that bum Reggie Miller and pissed everybody. Sounds off. like a great deal. The other guy just owns hotels. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesse! <laughs> he's he's you, the head coach of Nevada. He, how do you think he owns the hotel? He doesn't own the hotel. <laughs> That's why it's funny. I have to play the village idiot sometimes, man. I did think that Reggie got drafted by somebody else. Final, I he played somebody else. No, he played He played his entire career for the Indiana Pacers. Okay, that's good. Colleges at UCLA, where Steve Alford eventually went and coached. So our boy Kyle Robbins, friend of the show, two-time BHO alum, is, uh, is chasing the uh, Silver Crown Championship. And uh, since the show notes were printed, this is already, already out of date. He was scheduled to have a hellaciously busy weekend. Uh, they were loading up today. They were heading up to Madison, Wisconsin, to race on the uh, on, on the pavement 
at Madison International Speedway on Friday night. And then Saturday, they're scheduled to race at Eldora on the dirt with the SRX series. I'm going. It's going to be great. Got a contingent of like seven Henry County people going. Uh, they canceled the mid- the Madison race today because of the massive rainstorm that's coming tomorrow. So I texted Kyle today and said, well, thank God they told you before. you." Is this the guy you tried to drive and see one time? Uh, yeah, I went to Terre Haute several times. I watched. Okay. I just uh, want to make sure we're talking. About yeah, this is Kyle, a friend of the show. I don't know if you've met him yet or not. I have not. He lives right here. Hi, he's, Kyle. he's from Henry County. He's a Newcastle guy. Does he drink Monster Energy drinks? Uh, I think he has to. His name's Kyle. I know. Just yeah. <laughs> His knuckles are probably bloody. I think it's the drywall two guy too, right? Sure. Sorry, Kyle. Sure. So uh, anyway, supporting our guy Kyle. He finished top five last week in uh, over in Pennsylvania. He's running for the USAC Silver Crown what Championship. What is USAC? Can you help me know what this is? Uh, You're uh, making a lot of assumptions. Producer Zach. Show. United States Auto Club. Cool. What does he race? Silver Crown, which is like a man. I'm not even going to Because that sounds like a liquor to me. That's like a two-frame <laughs> car that's got a small body into a front engine, and he s- sits on the drive shaft. It's kind of hard to describe, but they haven't changed. <laughs> wow. That's a silver is that crown. Him? Right? Is that him right there in the middle? Yeah, when you Google silver crown, it uh, turns out. Okay, so th- that's what these are called? Oh, this, this is, is a, not the same car. Well, there's like, well, the thing is with them is that you can describe the car, and there's like three different cars that all look very, very similar. Well, that's to say, these just look like dirt race. It's, so this pavement is a, a car that runs on the dirt, and it runs on pavement. Okay. So they're a versatile series. They run ovals. But they they race. It's it's got uh, this a, is, a little roll cage. It's so, open wheeled. May I interrupt? Of course. You're, is this it's your show? No, it's not. But you have a key is to the this building. The uh, is this the same type of racing where uh, Tony Stewart may or may not have killed someone? Uh, that was similar. sprint cars. Tony Stewart so is a Silver cars. Crown okay, champion. So, so uh, Silver Crown are like the biggest of the cars. They have like a 360 cubic inch V8. Then there's a slightly smaller version. That's called a sprint car. And it ironically is a smaller version, looks similar, shorter wheelbase, scaled down a little bit, bigger engine with or without wings. And then there is a smallest version, which is called problematically a midget. Yeah. I've seen midget racing. Um, it was the, it was not a, to be confused with dwarf tossing. Spring, it was a sprint car that Tony Stewart had his, uh, unfortunately. Well, and I said it wasn't sprint car because to me, when people say sprint car racing, I think of like NASCAR. Well, that's because they later <laughs> on got sponsored by Sprint and then started calling themselves the Sprint, Cup, sprint series. Cup Series. But that was very unfortunate and they should have ever done that. Sprint cars have been sprint cars for. So I've actually days. pulled up a picture of Kyle's car sponsored by Magna here. Kyle, in town. you have a beautiful car. Uh, the orange and uh, orange and gray. Why is it not? Is there beast. a Boss Hog of Liberty sticker on it? I mean, we're still in negotiations. Okay. If <laughs> I, I, I may bring a sticker by. How much do we have to pay him to put it on there? <laughs> what you do is you get pit passes. You just slap it on there. That's what I mean. I think, I think I'm just going to. We'll just see if we can get one stuck on for Eldora and see if his dad yells at us. Yeah, I bet he would. That's <laughs> prime real estate right there. We're just stealing now at it's this right point. Right over the top of the Magna logo. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, that was a very educational segment. I thought you would enjoy that. Did you, did you already know all this? Uh, well, listening to Zach explain the, the types of automobiles is like listening to Jesse talk about uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it, it is automobiles. Because they look like they look they very look similar. similar. I Kyle really says, this is breaking news in the chat. Uh, he person drink monster. <laughs> he will find a spot for the sticker. Perfect. So we will, the be bringing, we will be bringing a sticker to Eldora. To go on the uh, the Kyle Robbins Magnet Tool Boss Hog that. Liberty Special. Look at that! I just made that. I just made magic. Made, happen. Made I've been it here happen. for like five episodes. What has Dakota done? 
<laughs> he called it uh, USAC. Oh, is that what is that what Dakota did? It is USAC. That's what you have written down. USAC. He called it USAC. Yeah. And you, you know, people don't call it NASCAR. It's NASCAR. So. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Really, okay. Cool. Well, I this has been fun. Wow. Yeah. Has this been educational? Did you guys enjoy sports? Should we bring it back next week? Mm. You know, we could have skipped. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, We can skip the Pacer chat. It's cool to know I learned something about cars. They are the loudest. That was literally, that was way more entertaining for me than the the Pacers. I about fell asleep during the Pacer segment. The Silver Crown cars are the loudest race car I have ever heard. But they are, and they are just on the, uh, they have way too much power for the amount of traction they have. Have you heard my Lincoln? Well, these are for, these are these are rear wheel drive. Mine's an all wheel drive. Yeah, so that's what I said. They have way too much power in the back. That all wheel drive is helping you. I know. We'll just disconnect that front end and give you about six hundred more horsepower and see how you do. That's it's fine. It's insane. They do. He does insane stuff. <laughs> Aaron Ewart says Jesse is racing illiterate. We need to ban you. I agree. Christy Avery, major patron, loved the Pacer segment. Uh. I'm sorry. We we give the girls what they want. <laughs> All right. Time for some final thoughts. We're going to talk about John McAfee with mine. So don't you dare try to steal that from me, Zachary Burcham. I have no idea about, any of that stuff. <laughs> about it. He just learned. Um, I don't know. I don't. Is, is the weather going to be awful again this weekend? It's know. supposed to rain tonight, starting tonight. So, you know, there's supposed to be like food truck. I don't want to propose anything because like. Almost everything almost got blown away last weekend. I, I went here. to the outdoor concert with your mom, it. and it was, I was halfway through the Duke Tomato performance. I was rolling up the sponsor banner. We were all getting soaked, and it was, uh, it was, it was, I have hail damage on my GMC now. It was a, it was quite the night. Yeah. I, I was entirely Zach's fault. I was thankfully out of state and just far enough out of state that I didn't see any of that. I watched it on cameras. I watched it on my house, on my security cameras in my house. But uh, call back to Patreon. That's pro level stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw some property in my backyard being destroyed and I've seen lots of sticks. But other than that, just uh, check local <laughs> listings for like for the farmers market and for L and K if they're doing their thing and what might be going with or without the weather tomorrow. But otherwise, I don't really have anything. Darren. Well, th- this show is a lot more interesting when you can fast forward through certain segments. <laughs> so I look forward to listening to half of this show tomorrow. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, we need to bring Darren. You can have my seat. Actually, uh, okay. I didn't. I didn't get called a socialist the whole time. You did get called a comrade earlier. Yeah. Oh, did I? I missed it. (laughs) He said, Aaron, you'll always be our comrade. Oh, okay. I missed it. Uh, He's just accustomed to it. He's just numb to it. Yeah, just numb to it. He just takes the beating. Darren and I didn't start on the best of terms. Aaron and I started on the worst of terms, and yet they're all some of my best friends. That's perfect. We didn't start on the best of terms? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't think it's that. I think it was just that. I don't think Fat Darren liked me. Fat Darren. He's, when, like, when, he's still taking a fist to it. He's like, what'd you call me back then? <laughs> I think that uh, 
No, I, I don't think it was that we started off on bad terms. I think he just had a political position where he, he was the chairman of the Democratic he Party. Couldn't express he himself the like way us. he needed to. He couldn't love us like he I, does I now. I love all people. I, I've never been mad at anybody for their political weakness. I will say we had in that he's not on Facebook anymore because that is where bad Darren comes out. Oh, You're Darren like, banned yeah. me from commenting on the Democratic. I know. Well, I, was gonna say, I think he blocked me. So. Back when the Democratic page was good. Yeah. He's like, you guys remember that day? Make the Democrat page America again. I think I got blocked. So. So that's fine. <laughs> maybe I think we Sounds were talking right. about, I think we were talking about fire departments at one time. Sounds right. So is there anything we need to promote? Anything you want to? No, nothing to promote. I just, uh, you know, I'll always encourage people to, uh, to get involved in the community. Um, there is a zoning administrator position. Available. There is a zoning administrator. Yeah. The, hey, uh, and it was brought up to uh, at, at the last planning commission meeting. So they, they started trying to hire my replacement. They had three applicants Sounds like they're throwing them out and starting all over again. I'm irreplaceable, evidently. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if anybody's looking for a job, there's there's a job opening. It was it was brought up to advertise it in the newspaper. Uh, Travis Wyke was sitting next to me, and I looked at Travis and I said, "No offense, Travis, but nobody's looked for a for a job in the newspaper in 20 years." And he's like, "I agree." So. Hopefully they'll they'll find some other avenues to uh, to try to get. Did you some... sit there with the smuggest look on your face <laughs> as they discussed not being able to replace you? Uh, it, it, it was a little bit enjoyable. Little, I, I won't I mean, lie. I mean, and the fact that they kept looking and asking me questions. So you know, but that's a moment you need to just sit and bask in because yeah. it doesn't I, happen often. Say, uh, uh, well, my consulting rate is a thousand dollars. Yeah, hour. Uh, hey, the, and yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that. Uh, see, privatize it. Get rid, yeah. Let's just get rid put, of that job. Put in a quarter see a duck. When we need you, we'll call you. Yeah, that's right. I like it. I like it. They don't have to pay insurance. So that's yeah. the worst part of it. What is it? What, is it, what position is it again? Zoning administrator. Yeah, zoning administrator. Assistant to the regional Congress. Zass. Zass. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need Zass. <laughs> so everybody, please get involved in your local community. Run for office. Volunteer. Be on boards. That's the only way you can make any difference. Because I can tell you right now. Oh, my God. Of- I forgot. You didn't make it on another board, too. You got looked over again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I got passed over. They had to go out and find someone. <laughs> they recruited somebody. They had to recruit somebody so that he couldn't appoint you. Me. Yeah. That's okay. God, he's got so many enemies. I love him. It's okay. Well, thank you for slumming it with us on a Thursday night on relatively short notice. You only had three days. You know, eventually I'll get to a position where I can really tell you what I think. Right now, I still have to kind of watch what they say. So it's because you think can't you wait. Have to, we get. I want. Darren. I want financially independent Darren, <laughs> who can be John Mack. So I need to start us. my own Patreon. Yes, he also drives a Lincoln. Just saying, that's a Dodge. We call it the Booger Roller Club. I think that car out there is Mopar because he's got a, Henry County blood. Don't tell people what he drives. The license plate number is thirty three D two. All right. All right, Jesse, we got any final thoughts? Uh, you want me to talk about John McAfee? Yeah, I want to hear. I, the, the man's dead. The man did he, die he, in he, Spain. His Instagram, somewhere. as soon as he died, posted the letter Q. His He's posted like three times on Twitter that if I'm, people if, I, are gonna go if, I, if I'm dead, uh, it wasn't by me. I wasn't Epstein. He got and schwacked then, is what and he then, said. And, and then he, like and then he died. in. It, he was going to get extradited from Spain to the United States. This is the man who ran for president of the United States. Invented McAfee antivirus and has a Netflix special about him maybe killing his neighbor in Belize. Uh, and he was wanted on tax charges in two different states in the United States. He's been in jail for two years and he was going to get extradited from Spain to the USA. 
and allegedly hung himself yesterday. So a, so a typical I didn't libertarian. Know, yeah. I didn't know so, he hung himself. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how he killed himself. But anyway. Well anyway, they, he he died and allegedly. Allegedly. Unless he was Q and this is all a ruse. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just I just looked at it and said, well, yeah, there is a he, certain group of people in that are in our circle. Uh, distant I, circle. I hope not. People that have shown up at conventions there we've been to. Q in my circle. Please eject yourself immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that I think are going to to spin up and go nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they haven't yet. Like I, I, I was saying, I guess in a in a little um, before the show or between the Patreon in the this, intermission. I don't remember when it was, but anyway, I was saying like one of the I I was very depressed a little bit. I guess. Um, so when John was running for office, I remember working with Carl Tagenhorst uh, to try and get um, uh, John to come up for one of our conventions. And I had reached out to some people that I knew who were uh, it's been like 20, 2016, probably. Yeah, it was 2016. Um, anyway, reached out to some people to try to like get his number and have him call a phone number. And anyway, Carl eventually talked to John on the phone, apparently. And John was saying that he would not come up here unless he had, he said he can't make it up here from Kentucky where he lived or Tennessee. Tennessee. And, uh, unless he had it's one of the States uh, that was trying to extradite him back. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless he had a, uh, armored detail all the way back. And I was trying to convince people in the libertarian party that we could provide that service. Um, <laughs> cause I just wanted to be able to tell that story that I went and fetched John McAfee from Tennessee to provide a armed convoy back to Indiana for the convention. Cause I just thought that was a hilarious story in my mind. And it was robbed from you. It was robbed because John said no, but I think we would have done a hell of a job. I don't know. There were several people. I mean, I think I it would have been a pretty low risk that you would have needed to use your special skills that you've acquired. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would recommend crossing the Milton Madison. I, bridge I wouldn't and hire up the me as armed detail first off. So I understand John's position. <laughs> I was in it for a story because <laughs> I don't is, have, I don't have really good stories. Probably, I was like, this would be a great story. That for is me, probably that the worst story. way to hire your body man is be like, no, the guy wanted to work for me because he wanted the story of having worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's going to be his first time. I could be like, I'm like a six foot three ish Viking guy. <laughs> like people are kind of scared of me. It's fine. Drives like, an all wheel drive Lincoln. Not that it was probably a cobalt. A cobalt. Yeah. <laughs> <a> cobalt. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> drive down there in your 300,000 mile Chevy cobalt. Yeah. Get in. Roll up, roll up with your, with your AK on your, on, on, by your side, picking up a guy that sold McAfee antivirus for $200 million. Again, it just would have been a really hilarious, like when I was younger using, um, you know, <laughs> McAfee antivirus, it never was like on the, on the live plane of like the guy you created, this is going to be in my car and I'm going to provide arm detail for him. Like, it's just funny. Like how like life would have worked out. Had that been true, but it wasn't true. Unfortunately. And now, unfortunately it's never going to happen. So there's like, there, there's two things in my life that I've wanted to do. One was that. And the other has been when I was younger, I wanted to just flip everybody off at the Chi Chi's when I went into the bar. Cause like I hated waiting there with my parents and like i was like when i turn 18 or 21 i'm gonna walk straight in this damn I'm gonna bar, walk straight and through. i'm just gonna like flip everybody off. everybody because i'm like you. i don't have to wait for 45 minutes i'm sorry you have kids i'm gonna go into the bar <laughs> like and that was also ripped for me because chi chi's oh, yeah Chi-Chi's and gone. so i'm just gonna well stop you and dreams. i have planned for about the last 12 years of, of making a uh 
making the venture to the highest point in Indiana and hiring some. I've been there by myself. I went because you didn't come. Once again, you didn't. Darren could come with us. Thanks for the invite. It's a nice. It's a nice. It's in Wayne County. Wayne County. What's the highest point? We're going to summit it. It's some field. (laughs) (laughs) Some field that's Joan Agricultural. (laughs) I thought it might have been the Wayne County dump. (laughs) Uh, This is natural. I think. I don't know if the dump. Maybe Rex knows that, but um, there. No, we have to hurry before old man. Wilson's dump gets too tall and it's not the highest point anymore. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, Hayes, Haynes or whatever it is might get bigger too, big B. But, um, no, it's so like, yeah, I've always wanted to make it the trip. Well, we try to go to the tallest, this, this, the tallest, uh, was it sea level, right? In Indiana. Yeah. And we wanted to go the lowest, but the lowest is down in Evansville and it's in the middle of a river. So you can't go there. Well, you can. <laughs> you can't. Have it's, boats. You're going to need kayaks. <laughs> well, no, but it's like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> when we were at Evansville, we didn't do it. So, <laughs> no, we found the casino. Yeah, we went to the casino. But the the other one is in Wayne County, and there is like a little a little stone, and you just kind of drive down this road, and you pull off into this field and walk, get out of your car, walk up a very very low grade of a hill <laughs> for like fifteen or twenty feet, and then you're literally at the highest uh, sea level point. Uh, above sea level, yeah. start so, having like, trouble breathing. It's like eleven hundred and fifty <laughs> feet. I think it's eight hundred. I think it's like eight hundred. No, we're we're at like a thousand seventy here. So okay. it's literally like fifty feet higher than we are right now. <laughs> yeah, it is it. not. It's a very marginal change. <laughs> but, but it's, it's just got to take your oxygen. It's, with the, bring, you. it's bringing the Sherpas, bringing <laughs> yeah. bringing your guides, the locals, establish a base camp, and then you make it up. It's this whole thing, and we've. I dead bodies. Got yeah, you've got to walk over all over. of the yeah. yeah uh, everybody's been dead there for seventy two years. There was yeah, there was bones. And stuff and Hillary did there. it before he went to. I I did it on my sabbatical where I quit my job. I woke up one day and go, damn it, I'm fucking doing. It. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think I listened to some Death Cab for Cutie. I drove out to Wayne County and I climbed that hill. To, Kind of quote Thanks. Kate Bush, I guess. Thanks for the invite. All right, that's enough of this. You guys are you didn't awesome. Have a final thought? I mean, yeah. Th- well, this was it. I, uh-huh. My final thought was, um, yeah. Sorry, the guy's gone. I, it was it was to talk about Max, oh, okay. but you did it. Uh, I, I always looked at him. I went back and looked at some of the Twitter videos, and I thought this guy sounds like a Bond villain. I I, I loved his voice, and like <laughs> that, that is probably the the bigger thing I miss is I, I wish he would have done more voice audio, like our voice stuff. His voice is really good. Used to be. Used to be. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, you guys are an amazing audience. We appreciate Darren and Jesse and Zach very much. Uh, special Tuesday edition next week. So it's going to be a very short intermission. We'll be back on Tuesday. And uh, I don't know who's coming. Jack will be here. It's going to be his last one for a little while. He's going on hiatus uh, or suspension. I don't know what it is. But with that, we'll see you all Zach on Tuesday. Is? Yeah. <laughs>